Hi there and thanks for joining us. Well, it's so far so good with reopening Ireland. Cork had a bit of life about town for the first time this week. People were dining outdoors despite the weather and it felt almost normal. So we're going to continue speaking with businesses that have traded through across Cork on Red Business. And on this episode, we hear about the app that cuts waiting times, the organic food business that's moved online, and the florist who has created an urban oasis. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, when I was a boy a thousand years ago, I would have pounded the streets around Coloshtacree Street a lot. And one of the streets I would have pounded on a regular basis was Douglas Street, which means I have a real soft spot for that part of the city. One of the oldest parts of the city is going with some fabulous businesses down there. And one of them is on the line now, uh, Cork Flower Studio and its owner, Justine Looney. Justine, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. How has COVID been for the world of flowers? Um, we've been exceptionally lucky. I think we sort of seem to slip through the gap where other people got stopped. Um, we've been really busy. We only closed for five weeks and we've been non-stop ever since. So can't complain, I have to say. So five weeks, obviously, where you were at home like everybody else. The rest of the time, what? You went in, you were dealing with orders, you were able to do contactless delivery and all that. Exactly, exactly. So online has been super for us. We, we had a website anyway, and we had quite a good um, online store, but that's been an absolute kind of lifesaver, really. Um, and then obviously the phone as well. So we've been taking orders over the mm. phone. Um I mean, look, at the start of this, we would have been all sitting at home sharpening sticks and hoarding toilet rolls. So nobody was really thinking about lovely flowers. When when did people start getting back into that headspace and what kind of business has been coming through the door? Well, funny enough, we expected probably more funerals, which is really sad. But I think that's that's kind of how things were were playing out at the beginning, we felt. And then... um, in the time we were closed, we were still checking emails and, and phone messages and there were quite a lot of messages from people looking to send flowers more to cheer people up, which was obviously really nice. But that's that's what kind of spurred us on to come back um, in early May. And since then, it's been that. I mean, we've had some funerals, but nothing like what maybe we anticipated at the very beginning when this all broke. Um, and yeah, it's just been really sort of lovely occasions, mostly people sending flowers to cheer people up people sending flowers to people whose weddings were cancelled, um, who's had, who've had birthdays, who just haven't seen someone in a while. It's just been, it's been really mm. nice. And, and what are the things that would have struck me about it? I would have presumed it would have been difficult to get stock. Now, I know, obviously, this is the time of year. There's lots of lovely flowers down in West Cork if you were getting them from that direction. But most flowers, let's face it, you don't have them grown on the roadside in Ireland, so they have to come in from abroad. Was there difficulty sourcing stock during the worst of this? Um, at the very, very beginning, there was a little bit, and I, I think an awful lot of people saw that um, uh, publicity stunt in, in Holland where they were dumping all the roses, which I thought was just so awful. Um, I know there was a flower farmer in Tralee who, who cut all her tulips and gave them to nursing homes, which I thought was a much more... Well, that's a much better use of your time, isn't it? Lovely use of the flowers, yeah. So at the very beginning, yes, but, but it, that stopped really quickly and, and pretty much everything has been available ever since. Um, so you are on Douglas Street, which, as I said, I have a soft spot for. 
the, the street has undergone a bit of a transformation because I know back in the day it was it's a, look it's a it's a inner city street. Um, okay. There's a, there's businesses the length and breadth of it. Most people remember pubs, but there's a lot more to it, isn't there? There is indeed. Yeah, we actually have a really vibrant business association here. So I think we have almost 30 businesses involved, um, tucked away in all sorts of nooks and crannies of the street. Um, a good few nice pubs, uh, some lovely restaurants. We've got Nano Nagel at the other end of the street, which has been a great addition. Um, we have Spanish tapas, we have pizza, we have uh, Pakistani curry, we have uh, jewellers, hairdressers um, and ourselves. So yeah, a bit of everything really. Um, and it's it's a really great street and it's really come on in leaps and bounds um, great community we kind of call it a village in the city it's got that lovely community feel um, where everybody sort of knows everybody even though we are just outside the city mm. centre Well I mean we're all familiar with the People's Park uh, because we were all told about it in the Sultans of Bing yeah. song but yeah. you, you have the People's Parklet so what what is the People's Parklet? So the parklet was a collaboration with ourselves and the Transport Mobility Forum and Bench Space, who are uh, woodworking co- co-working space on the marina. Um, it was part of the city centre uh, placemaking fund. We, we applied for funding and got it last year. And um, it was sort of built around this time. It's almost a year old. Um, Siobhan Kyo was the architect who designed it and Rory Drynan was the furniture designer who led the build and then we planted it and we've sort of it's a public space it's right outside our doors so the deal is we look after it and keep it clean and tidy and all of those things but anybody can use it and it's just been fantastic and it it was almost like um, we planned it for something like COVID. It's just been this amazing green little oasis um, for people living nearby who are sort of working from home and, and apartments and mm. uh, flats and that. And uh, it's, it's getting super use, yeah. But I mean, the, the thing that would normally happen when somebody does something nice like that, some Egypt will come along and they'll pull up the flowers, they'll kick over the bench or they'll do something stupid. You haven't had that problem really, have you? I haven't had so much as a daisy pulled out. It's been amazing. People, you know, I think it's really showing actually that um, I think it was an Irish attitude for a long time that, you know, you needed concrete over things and screw things down so they wouldn't be damaged. But actually, I think when things, when you put nice things there, people are more inclined to respect them. You know, there's nothing there that you would want to damage. I don't think it aggravates anybody. I think it's just across the board, people like it. So it's it's been a massive success. Even actually a, a funny thing that happened over the um the the shutdown was uh two two guys showed up one day with a few cans and you know i was inside so i came out and i said to them you, you can't drink here but you're welcome to sit there anytime you like but just no drinking it's part of the license we're not allowed and yeah. they said no problem and off they went and about two weeks later a couple came along with cans and I was on my way to the door to have the same conversation and I heard the guy saying to the girl it's lovely isn't it but you're not allowed to drink here because the lady comes out <laughs> <laughs> the, well, oh no you've reached the state in your life where you're the lady no, I got a reputation <laughs> just did, did, the, did you did you were you both proud and sad at the same exactly. time yeah 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 that pretty much sums it up <laughs> <laughs> so come here what, in the world of, of flowers what's big at the moment what, what would be the thing that's selling itself 
Um, well, I suppose seasonal flowers are always best. So whatever is in season is usually what's nicest, best color, best smell, everything. And definitely peony roses are kind of a favorite of a lot of people. They're just coming to the end of their season now. So I think we'll really... Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I grew them once and they all, when, they're yeah. lovely when they're in bloom and then they fall apart and look very they sad. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a short season, but they're they're really special. And actually, it's it's a flower that we use a lot in weddings. So that's one thing that we won't have... Um, probably for most of the rest of this year so um, yeah. it was lovely to, for people to be buying them just for home because we do associate them with weddings a bit Yeah a little bit and of course you've got lots of sad brides but the, their day will come and, will and come no doubt day. it'll be better than it would have been and we could just keep telling them that so that yeah. they can feel better about yeah. it and you'll be there to help them as well with the Cork Flower Studio the oh. website is corkflowerstudio.com Justine Looney it's been an absolute pleasure congratulations on your parklet and I promise I won't bring cans anywhere down there anytime soon <laughs> Thanks Jonathan I appreciate that Red Business all that's best about business in Cork one of the things that's happened in the last few days is people have started to go out and about again. And not only that, they've started to go indoors to hostelries, be that cafes or pubs or whatever the case may be. I still haven't had my first point since lockdown uh, started, but I'm sure that will be rectified in the days ahead. And who knows, I might be using uh, the product developed by my next guest, Anthony Cronin, co-founder of RD. How are you? Hi, Jonathan. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Um, I'm good. Look, tell me a little bit about RD. What is it? Uh, so RD is basically, we, we brought it out to the market to, to help the, the flow of people uh, post-COVID and, and in the new normal. So, for example, if, I'm, uh, if I want to go out and about uh, in, in town, in, in, to the shops or to the, to the bars, as you were talking about, I can actually have a look at the app, see what businesses are, that are on there, how many people are in there, how, how much space they have. I can join the queue remotely. And just like in Disneyland, I get a ping when uh, my place in the queue is up and I don't have to stand around outside waiting. Yeah, because one of the things we've gotten very good at is queuing. Um, and and um, this is not a secret. I hate queuing. I, I, I'm very important. I don't, I don't like queuing for that reason. So are you giving a little bit of power back to the person in the queue? Exactly. So like when, when you do join a queue, you're joining it from your phone. You can see how many people are ahead of you, how, many, how long you have to wait. And then, as I said, when, when you're next up in the queue, you'll get a little notification and you, it, you can head to the venue or, or place then. You don't have to stand outside the door. You know our weather now. So I suppose standing outside doors is, is great when it's a bit sunny, mm. but when the rain comes, it's not so much fun. So how do I know? Say I go up to a clothes shop, for example. How do I manage to get myself into the queue? Because normally I would stand in the queue behind the little yellow spot and I would move forward pace by pace. So do you have to kind of click on a website? Do you scan a QR code? How does it work? Uh, so you just down, download our app, basically. And we're, as I said, we're, we're working with Red FM now to get the, the businesses of Cork on board where we're starting to onboard them at the moment. So what you would do is you go into the map, you select the shop you, you want to go to, and then you can join the queue via the app. You get a number in the queue and it will It'll kind of count you down until you're, until it's time to go. We could be sitting in McDonald's queuing for Keen's Jewelers. I suppose the gentleman's quarters come on today and you could, you know, be, be eating your lunch across the road and join the queue and not have to stand outside. Yeah. What happens if there's no queue, though? I mean, there's, one of the things that's happened is it's kind of settled down in places. Sometimes there isn't a queue at all. Does the, does the app reflect that then? Yeah, so it does. It'll show you how many people are inside at any one time in the business. In the business, and the good thing is then that when you go there, it's logged that you were there. So the, at the moment, if you've been to any of the restaurants or, or anything so far, you have to give your name and your contact number. Now that's all handled. So if there is any 
you know, another COVID outbreak or anything, it, it knows where you were and it can, it can contact. We will the business can contact you based on that. Then to, to mm, that, that we we know that there was an awful lot of concern over the idea of a COVID app. Now this isn't a COVID app by any stretch. This is about queuing for a shop. But the reason why everyone was getting so animated about the potential COVID app was the idea that you're giving away some of your personal data about where you were, who you might have been with, and so on. What's different about this, and and have you done anything to address those concerns? Yeah, so basically you give permission. So at the moment, when you go into the the restaurants, they're they're kind of taking it down. I've been in a couple now over the last few days, and they're taking down your name and your phone number if you give them permission to. Haven't haven't you led the great life? I mean, me complaining, I haven't had a pint, and you've been in more than one restaurant. You tell me. Oh well, you know we're we're setting up, and I'm having my dinner out while I'm doing it. <laughs> Go on well, anyway. What's the security? Oh, you're giving permission. It's it's up to you whether whether you give them their, your contact details. But I suppose in what's going on at the moment, if there was something, I, from my view, I'd prefer to to be contacted than not. Uh, but it's completely up to the user. They, you can turn on or off your location services at any time. It's not like with the the COVID apps where it's built into your phone. This this is completely optional. Um. What's the potential for this? Because this is born out of the crisis that we're in. Ideally, uh, shops wouldn't want a queuing system. Uh, so uh, it, as a result, is there a shelf life on this or is there a life beyond COVID for it? Uh, well, there's a there's life beyond this because basically what it's doing is it's showing the the, um, the shop analytics that help them with their rostering. So you could, now you're seeing when people are coming, how long they're staying, how they're coming, whether they're coming via the app or walking in. You Again, you check them in if they walk in on the application. That those analytics are then used to see how many staff you should have at any time of the day, because as, as you can imagine, John, we don't know right now what time people are going to go to places. So you might have ten staff on of an evening, thinking that the place is going to be busy, but in the new normal, are we going to be going more during the day? And and that carries on then into like in, into after it. So it becomes a, a tool for helping with rostering and, and staffing. How did you come up with this? I mean, the obvious solution to many of the problems but what's your background on this Anthony how did you fall into this uh, I've been well, I have been working in bars and things uh, most of my life we are, uh, we also run a company called FlexiWage and FlexiWage is about, uh, built around uh, payroll and, and financial wellness and I suppose the rostering side of it was what came up first how are you going to staff um, the places now when you don't know if people are going to go and when they're going to go and that grew then into the compliance we already had a product called Wowit that was for promoting your bar or restaurant. So we had the infrastructure there. And when COVID came, we decided, look, maybe we could pivot this into helping businesses to open up uh, safely and effectively. Okay, so it's in the market now. People are using it. Is it expensive? Because a lot of small places, let's face it, business has found itself in a difficult situation of late. They don't want to incur any huge costs. So is it prohibitive in terms of cost? Uh, not at all. So I suppose the first thing is that we've been we partnered up with Red FM to, to help Cork. So all Cork businesses are free at the moment. So they're going to be free for a month when when they sign up. And that will allow us to get back out into the, the city. And I suppose thanks to, to Red FM for, for doing this with us. Yeah, we're sound that way. Yeah. Oh, you're fairly sound. <laughs> but uh, So yeah, so we're, that's what we're doing at the moment. We're just, uh, all you have to do really to go on and get the queuing system set up. It takes 15 minutes roughly is to claim your business on our website. That's at orde.ie. We're also in contact with a lot. As I said, we're onboarding different places at the moment. Um, and then what they can, what businesses can do then is they can send out promotional things. So we're open. We're we're doing two for ones like the Blackrock Hurling Club are doing two for one next Wednesday, and that's gone out through the app. To everybody within ten kilometers of the of the location. 
Um, and, and we're doing that free for a month just to get the place moving again. And when it's when that free trial is up, then it's sixty nine ninety nine a month. Okay. So yeah. It's not overly expensive. What 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 is the two for one in Blackrock Hurling Club? Is it a, is it a second slitter? So the sec the Blackrock Hurling Club, they have a big, lovely restaurant there, great food and, and a oh, great yeah. bar. So the people are booking their they're booking their reservations through it. They're ordering, paying through the app. So it has well, a see, lot of other functions other than the queuing. But the queuing is gone, what they do. Yeah. I'm gone way too long out of Blackrock because when I was there there wasn't even a bar. So it just shows you how much I know about the area <laughs> that I grew up in. Uh, oh, it's o- fantastic spot. Honor Hurley o- runs a great o- ship. D- exactly, exactly. O R D E dot I E is the website. O-R-D-E. Anthony ORDE.ie. Anthony Cronin, co-founder of ORDE. Sounds like a great initiative. We wish you and your colleagues the best luck. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Jonathan. Really appreciate the time. The only show in town for Cork business, Red Business. Now, every now and then we have a guest on the podcast who has just got a brilliant name. And my next guest is one of those people, Hannah Dare. What a great name. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you, Jonathan. Were you always a kind of a swashbuckling type when you were growing up or or, or did the name suit you? Uh, That's a good question. I know that that there was a lot of pressure on my parents to name my brother Dan. So that was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was, but they there didn't. Was, they didn't. No, they didn't. They went. They went with Jamie, which um, which he's infinitely grateful for. I think. I'd imagine so. Your company is called Organico.ie, and you're based. Where are you based? You're based down in West Cork. Yeah, we're based in Bantry. Um, so, and we've been here. I think it's about twenty eight years now, um, as a health food shop and um, and a cafe. And now we're a health food shop, uh, bakery, and we have our online shop as well, which is, has been actually quite busy over COVID. Yeah, I was just going to say, how has COVID been for you? Because you're in the food space, so food things tended to do okay, probably hit, uh, but not as bad as other sectors. Well, yes, I suppose we, we were very lucky because we had, we, we, we had a very big cafe. We're actually, I'm actually sitting in the upstairs of our cafe and it's um, closed at the moment because um, we are in the process of sort of redirecting our business. And that's really is largely down to COVID. But we were very lucky because we had a health food shop and we had, which was an essential business. And we had um, an online shop as well, which um, was obviously, you know, quite a lifesaver for people who were suddenly unable to go shopping. Uh, now you're in the natural food sector. So um, are a lot of the products that you sell a little bit harder to get? They wouldn't be available in every supermarket, but there is a demand for them. Exactly. We we have about 4,000 odd products in our shop where, where we have quite an extensive range. Um, and we stock quite a lot of unusual things like, um, I mean, we have organic pet food, for example, or we have you know, quite a wide range of the zero waste kind of, you know, some of the products that you just wouldn't find in supermarkets. And then we also have all of the normal whole foods, um, organic foods. We have wine, we have cheese, we stock organic chickens from a lovely chicken farm up the country. Um, so it's quite, we have a, we have a big range yeah, it sounds very diverse. I have to go back to the organic pet food. I mean, I've yet to meet a discerning dog. What What is organic pet food? 
Well, I suppose, I mean, it's, it's, it's cat and dog food. I just actually got a puppy, so I've been investigating the whole world of pet food, and it's, um, it's a minefield. Um, there's, there's people who have their dogs on better diets than, than quite a lot of uh, humans are eating, I would say. But organic pet food would be, I suppose, pet food uses a lot of, um, you know, byproducts and, you know, food, like ingredients from, from the food processing that can't be used in human food. And so organic pet food would just use organic products. So those same products, but they'd come from organic food manufacturing instead of normal food manufacturing. They also, okay. they just add a lot more good ingredients and they're a lot more careful than I would say some of the commercial brands, not to... Okay, which is, again, the kind of thing you would expect from a store like yours. Now, the reason we're talking to you today is obviously to talk about the the, the business and how you've been doing, but you've started to create working from home care packs. So what is in a working from home care pack? Well, um, this is an idea that my husband came up with. Um, He has an internet technology company and he has several staff who suddenly were having to work from home um, in various parts of Ireland, and also he has staff in he has a staff member in Spain and and somebody in Russia as well, and he wanted a way of reaching out to them to let them know that he was you know thinking about them, and just to make things a little bit easier. And he just he was very aware of the stress levels that a lot of people were experiencing um, working from home. Um, so we came up with a pack which is. Um, a combination. It's it's um, it, there's some um, tea and coffee supplies. Um, so we've got some organic coffee and we've got some organic tea. Um, we've also got a, an organic hot chocolate just for you know kind of luxury breaks. There's some self care products. So there's some sanitizer. There's some skin wash. And then we also put in a lot of um, you know mainly healthy but really some nice indulgent treats as mm. well. Money. I mean, the only challenge you have is you'd have to like your staff to send it out in the first place. But I'm presuming there are generous people out there, a generous employer. You, you, I was amazed. I mean, it, we, it's gone really well. It's, um, I suppose, we, 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 one of the people who's, who's been um, using it the most, she has a recruitment agency. And um, she's been having to, she's been recruiting staff the whole way through the last few months. But instead of you know, going into a team environment where they'd meet colleagues and, you know, get to know their role from kind of watching people. They've, they've had to do it all virtually. And so they've, they've all been working from home without even, I think even the interview was done, you know, over Zoom. And so she's absolutely delighted to be able to send them something that just kind of gives them a really positive introduction to their new job. Mm. Well, it, it sounds like a great idea. And um, the one thing I'll say is, is the cafe gone for you now? Because I'm sure the people who used to come to the cafe and enjoy the cafe will, will, would miss it. I mean, are you pivoting permanently now, given that you've found the joys of online? Well, it's more just the, the practicalities right now of running a food business are incredibly challenging. Um, I mean, we've all heard recently, you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, discussion about pubs and whether they are or are not following the regulations and I was listening to somebody on the radio yesterday talking about increasing the regulations and we just uh, we also would would rely on our summer business um, to to support us through the winter Um, and of course there's no summer business this year Um, we've had all our festivals have been cancelled but we're we're basically we're just taking we're, we're taking the summer off. We've got um, 
we've got some building that we need to do. And then we are going to, we're going to rethink things and we're going to come up with a, a solution that's, you know, feasible for us. And, and, you know, that also lets us, because we, we, we miss making food for people, so... Mm. But you, you sound very upbeat, I have to say, um, because I, I, someone in this scenario, Hannah, might be a little downbeat, have to reinvent their business. There's an awful lot going on in all of our lives. It hasn't affected you that much. Is that is that a result of the organic outlook that you have in life? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think we just, um, I think we've just, we've all been on a bit of a kind of, you know, not to be too kind of... Um, new agey but we've all been on a bit of a journey for the last few months I think and we we definitely have had moments where we've been absolutely like my when I say we I mean my sister Rachel and you know and and on our team down here we've had moments that have been really challenging kind of um, coming to terms with um, even temporarily letting the cafe go it's been very difficult Um, but you know I guess we're just we're enjoying the the benefits of having a bit more time for ourselves. Um, as I said, I got a puppy recently. That would have been inconceivable normally um, <laughs> in the summer. You know, I just wouldn't have even considered it. And well, here here is to the healthiest puppy in Ireland being fed <laughs> on the products that you have. And the website address for people who are looking it up, it's organico.ie, run by Hannah and Rachel Dare, and presumably occasionally fr- frequented by the man who could have been known as Dan Dare if your parents hadn't intervened. Oh, uh, Hannah, we wish you the yeah. very best. <laughs> Hannah, we wish you the very best luck. Thank you so much for joining us on Red Business. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Jonathan. Thank you. My thanks, as always, to all of my guests. There was a special episode went up this week with Kevin Cullinan from Cork Airport, so it might be worth listening back to that one. Don't forget, every episode is on redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.